We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you go back to when we walked off the field after the Buffalo game and we were 10-1, and which... I've talked about that time machine. I would take a time machine to do that. That would be a beautiful thing, but we can't. Um, I think there would be a lot different narrative being told, and we can't lose sight of the big picture. Um, we have a lot of good people on this football team. We got a lot of good players. We got a lot of good coaches. We got a lot of good people in this building. You know, I look around this building. I couldn't be more proud of the people. It's not going to take a snap of the fingers. We got to work hard. We, we got to do whatever we can to have the right people. Um, bringing the right people to to do that, but we have a lot of those pieces in place. Um, this cupboard isn't even close to bare. Sounds like Howie Roseman thinks the Eagles are close. He hmm. still believes. Yeah, he does. Welcome on in. Uh, what's our music today? What a day. Howie and some music. Welcome on in. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giller, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. 215-592-9494. On a Tuesday, Howard joins us in a little bit. Ross Tucker joins us. lot to get to. Good morning, Hugh Douglas. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philly. Hey, you know what, man? I don't. Y'all need to explain this to me, and y'all need to stop doing this. Y'all need to slow y'all ass running around in these these parking lots, man. These 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 high rise parking lots and mm. stuff. Y'all need to slow y'all ass down, especially in the morning, especially in the building that we're in right now, because every morning it was a little dude like a little like one of them little hatchbacks. They, they don't call them station wagons anymore. They call them like the crossover SUV type. That sounds cooler, yeah. Yeah, like so I'm, I'm like I'm pulling in, right? And you know I drive a big ass truck, and it takes me a minute to get around the corners because you know I don't want to turn them too tight because I mess around and mess up my truck. Dude just flying behind me like he in a hurry to get get somewhere in a parking lot. Man, slow y'all butt down, man. That's not cool, man. It takes a little while for me to make them turn. All right, some good advice from Hugh to start the show, and you know you said something there. It takes a minute, and I think that's on top of all of our minds. Is it going to take the Eagles a minute? More or less to get back to where we want. Are they close? I mean, really, that, that's the question on, on all of our minds. Are they close to being back to where these teams are right now? Are they close to being there? And look, I want them to be. I think we all a year from now. You know what I want a year from now? A Super Bowl? I, I want, Hugh, I want you and I to be planning our trip or someone to plan it for us and us to get ready and packing our bags 
for Louisiana, for New Orleans. That's where I want to be. John Richie haircut. I love John's haircut. He's looking awesome. John looks he, good. He looked like he's on the run from somebody who had to change his look. <laughs> he kind of does. You know what I mean? Like he was living in the mountains. Like, all oh, the cops, they're on to you. They'll you never find them now. <laughs> yeah. So, look, Hugh, a year from now, I want to be planning a trip. I want to be packing a suitcase. I want to be getting ready for a trip to Louisiana. That would be great. For a Super Bowl. What would that be, 59 or whatever the number would be next year? That's what I want. But as I look at the Eagles right now, Look, I want them to be close, and perhaps I'll feel they are close, you know, in two months after free agency, maybe three months after the draft. But here's what I see. I see a team that has questions now on the offensive line because we don't know what Chase Akel's going to do. I see a team that needs multiple corners. I see a team that needs a safety, multiple linebackers, another wide receiver. they got to fix the quarterback, and we have a whole new offense with a new coordinator that has to implement this thing on the fly I don't think they're particularly close on January 30th, 2024. I hope I feel differently in two months, maybe after free agency. But right now, even with the new coordinators, Hugh, I don't think they're close. They're close. Do you feel this team is I close? I feel they're close, Joe, before you even got out your mouth. I feel that they're You're close. You're ready. And I'll tell you why. Because I feel like they have enough talent that their talent, if they have the right direction, if they've hired the right people, and I tell you what, it's funny because looking at all the coaching hires – on, on the like watching them on Instagram and everything, uh, social media, it's almost like they're trying to assemble the Avengers. Did you see the no neck coach that they, they got last I love night? That Coach guy. Hurts, yeah, I love him looking like a big old uh, incredible hawk or somebody. Yeah, that thing. dude whoops ass, yeah. No, he has no neck. I'm like, look at look at the coaches that they're trying to assemble the Avengers. They went out and got uh, the big goober, they got the goober Hulk? guy from uh, no, who's the goober, Kellen Moore. Goober. Oh, he's a goober. We're keeping Goober oh, going. Goob. We're going to keep that, he, yeah, keep that Goober in. He's on the Goober line. Yeah, and then we he's got, on the, yeah, he's And then we got an Avenger the line. from the Seahawks. Yeah, but it's like they're assembling the Avengers, and I saw another uh, coach from the Seahawks they were talking to to, to coach the secondary. Yep. So it, it's like we're putting together a coaching staff that I feel like with Coach Fangio is going to make this defense, or at least not make this defense, but give this defense an identity that they're going to try to implement. Now, in order to implement that identity – you're going to have to go out and get some players. There's no question about that. Now, listen, I will, I'm going to say this, and this is why I believe. I am not a financial guy. Y'all know numbers is not my strong suit. But when I look at this team, I don't know how it's going to get done, but we, if we go with the younger players and maybe get a couple guys out of free agency, I feel like we can get back there. And as far as offensive line is concerned, we can, we can, we can get by with that. I think we can get Jason Kelsey to come back for a nice little piece of cheese. So I think the offensive Ooh. line will be better. I think we can make it. Well, happen. that changes things, certainly, if he comes back. If he does yeah. it, and right now, you know, I think if I'm we're – I'm optimistic. Now, I don't, I don't know the financial side of it, but I'm optimistic that we can go out and get enough people that we can get this thing going again. So I am optimistic, and I believe in Howie. I just think there's a lot of work to do here. And I also think about this. There's not many teams in the NFC. The AFC, we know what goes on, right? It's the Chiefs every year. Six mm-hmm. straight years, they go to the title game, and now obviously back to the Super Bowl with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. In the NFC, there's much less staying power. There just is. I mean, other than the 49ers, and when Rodgers was on the Packers, there's not any team in the NFC for years that have been in two out of three championship games, which is what we're asking the Eagles to do to get back to the Super Bowl. they got to get to a championship game first. It doesn't happen. It's, it's like a who's who of who pops up and then falls back, whether it be the Falcons or the Panthers or the Eagles or the Saints. No one could sustain in the NFC other than the 49ers. I, I think it's a challenging thing to go back to this level that we're asking them to go to, and I just see a lot of work to be done. I mean, how we better have – you know, hopefully all the vacations were taken last summer because Howie's got a lot of work to do the way I look at this roster. Hugh, if, you're, if your instinct, if your gut is right that they may be able to convince J.C. Kelsey one more year, 
it would change my perspective because here's the way I look at it. And you mentioned numbers. Obviously, we know where they draft. They have three picks in the first couple rounds. They have number 22 overall. There's only so many picks. There's only so much cap space. Yes. So here's what, you know, the Kelsey thing obviously is a big deal. If he leaves, they're probably going to have to use a resource on another offensive lineman. You know, whether it's a kid they play at guard next year and they move Jurgens to center, whatever, however they do it. So that means that's one less pick to use on a corner or a linebacker or a safety. You know, if they only have so much here they, they could use to fix this team. I, I think they have more work to do, but the coordinator stuff certainly – I think makes people feel better. People feel better today than they did a week ago because we have Vic Fangio here. We talked to Patrick Willis last week about how good of a coordinator he is. And then, of course, there's Kellen Moore. But there's stuff about Fangio out there. People wondering, like, does he still connect with players? Jaws had something interesting to say. Here's Jaws talking about Vic Fangio, what he's heard over the years about the new Eagles defensive coordinator. I, I have connections as well around this league. And, you know, I, I hear another side of that story, that uh, there were some players on that defense that didn't want to work. You know, didn't want to put the time in, didn't want to put the effort in, didn't want to make the commitment to be successful. Guys like mm-hmm. to party at night, and, you know, South Beach is a really great place to party. And Vic tried to get those guys to push those guys to become harder workers and better athletes and more committed to their team. And he couldn't get through to those guys. So those are the guys that Vic was pushing, and they're the guys that are whining right now. I love that. I mean, that, you know, that was kind of your instinct, that maybe we shouldn't listen too much to the guys he just left in Miami. You know, look at the track record of Vic Fangio. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like, when I hear especially – Defensive players, like, complain about stuff like that and not liking the coach or whatever. That's weird to me because most defenders like working hard, pushing themselves. So it just was kind of odd. You hear offensive guys saying that, no disrespect to the offensive players, but they don't like – sometimes they don't like to work hard, especially when you were talking about uh, comparing and contrasting down there with the Commodores when they were mad at, at uh, Coach Bianami for coaching them hard. So, But when you hear defenders say that about a coach, that a proven guy – you talk about when you look at his track record, you look at what he brings to the table and the players that he's he's coached. You look at that, and most guys get excited about stuff like that when they look at the track record. I remember when when Vic, um, not Vic, but Jim Johnson came to to us. He coached Mike Sin- Sinclair and Sam Adams, uh, Cortez Kennedy. Like you look at that, and I looked at that, and I'm like, damn, he coached those guys. And the way and and what 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 else galvanized it for me was the year before. He came to us. We played Seattle, and they beat the brakes off mm-hmm. of us with that defense. They were blitzing from all over the place. So you get excited about things like that. So I kind of figured when I heard guys complaining about that, that that's basically what it was. Yeah, and I do feel, you know, if you're thinking about what they've done over the last week, I do feel better about the direction of the team for next year based on the coordinators. I mean, that does, that does give me a sense of, of good feeling. Vic Fangio has a great track record across the NFL for years and years and years. He's produced good defenses. And Kellen Moore, although you know we could wonder about what happened last year in Los Angeles, and obviously Dak got better when he left, he also has a nice you know, track record early in his football coaching career of producing good offenses. So I feel, good about, I feel better about the coaching staff. They have, they have a better coaching staff today than they did a few minutes ago or, or recently, you know, a week ago. But it's the roster. I... I you know what I can't get out of my head as we have this conversation? And maybe I'm overreacting. I can't get the last seven weeks of the season out of my head. I, I understand they were an 11-6 team and they were a playoff team. They also were a bottom five team in the league the last month plus of the season. Are this, is that just – are we going to pretend that didn't happen and just like business as yeah, usual? Yeah, that was fluke. Oh, I think okay. part of that was because for whatever reason, this defense, they quit. They gave up. The offense. I'm not even talking about the offense side of the ball. They had their own issues, which – to this day, 
you know, we went out and got all these coordinators and stuff, and I don't think we've addressed the elephant in the room because, number one, we don't know what the elephant in the room is. So I'm just going to focus on the defensive side of the ball. Well, we know what the elephant in the room is. I don't know what the elephant well, in the room okay. is, Joe. Here, here's the uh, here's the zoo animal There's in the room. Spe- speculation. Yeah. Well, I don't a lot, know a whole lot of speculation. I don't know if it's a, if it's an elephant or not. But here's the zoo animal in the room. The quarterback didn't play well enough. I, I mean, mean, not only that, but it was some other stuff. Too. Yeah, but he, but his play is is it was not good enough. I mean, that was. Yeah, he he he, he faltered down the, down the stretch. But that question has not been answered. Why? Why did it happen? Why did this offense all of a sudden start sputtering? That question hasn't been answered. Now. We've made a whole. We've we've had a whole bunch of sacrificial lambs in the last couple of weeks. Yep. We sacrificed the, the defensive coordinator, even though the offense was. Well, we sacrificed uh, two defensive we players. Sac- we both them, and then we sac- we sacrificed a, a, a relationship, a friendship between the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. So now we're going into a season, hopefully addressing the problems that we had, but I feel like we didn't address the elephant in the room. Sacrifice is such a strong word. Bring forth the sacrificial lamb. Well, that's part of why I don't think this is close. Is is all of this stuff they've done, and really they've hired two coordinators, is Mm -hmm. that going to fix everything? I I hope so. So you're asking me, do I believe, and believe and hope kind of like the same thing? Yeah, they are. Well, yeah, they're similar. Kind of the same. Similar. So I I hope that it's fixed, but do I believe it? Yeah, I kind of do. But then again, I kind of don't. Yeah, well, then because <laughs> it's like this is the problem. We 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 have not addressed the underlying issues with the team. Now we've addressed the 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 football problems. We've addressed those. We we but we we've haven't addressed the staff. Yeah, we we there's something else here. There's something else here that has not been addressed. And hopefully, this off season, people getting away from each other. You know, maybe maybe it'll get better. I mean, it doesn't usually work that way, you know, especially in relationships. But you hope, you Sometimes hope it does. Sometimes it does. Distance, what you mean, yeah. just space? Well, space. And you come back and you're cooler you heads come prevail. Back and then, you know, something happens and that, the same issues rise. So well, that does why, happen. This is why I couldn't stand this mug in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> I knew it. All right, 215-592-9494. You know, perhaps in two months, perhaps after the NFL draft or the first wave of free agency, I'll sit here and say, you know what? The Eagles are back. I believe they're going to the Super Bowl next year. I don't feel that way today. I'm looking at a team that has a whole lot of offensive line, corner, safety, linebacker, wide receiver, and the quarterback was the 20th-ranked passer in the league this year. That's a lot of things for Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio to come in here with magic wands and fix. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phone lines here. Do you believe the Eagles are close? And you know what we mean when we say that. Close to being, you know, in this round. Close to being a Super Bowl team once again. Bill in Cinnamon. And what's up, Bill? Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I think they're very far away, um, you know, and from from being a top contender like they were at the beginning of, of this past season. Yeah, so uh, here's what, Bill, the way I view it is, like, yes, they were 11-6, and six, but the, the end. it's hard for me to get the end of the season out of my head. I don't think they're that bad. I don't think this is going to be a bad football team next year, but they have a lot of work to do this offseason in a lot of areas to feel like they're on the par with, you know, the Niners or the Chiefs, you know, teams we're seeing in a couple weeks here. Exactly, but you know, I, I just don't understand the, uh, you know, the excitement with Fangio. I mean, uh, a former player, which I always look up to, with Seth Joyner, said we don't need to bring that Vic Fangio defense in here. But everybody's excited about this. I mean, I think he's past his prime. Well, Bill, he could be. I mean, that that's he's not a young coach. And, Bill, we appreciate the phone call. I don't rule it out that Vic's best years are behind. That happens to, to older coaches. At the same time, 
when when Seth said that, I, I don't know if he was considering the idea, and we haven't talked to Seth yet about his thoughts on Vic in particular. He just mm-hmm. said that Vic Fangio defense. He was sometimes teams try to replicate a defense or an offense with like the assistance. Like right, Sean Desai. It don't, it don't run the same yeah, as Sean it does Desai with the with the, with the uh, creator, the Godfather. Exactly, Sean Desai is a Vic Fangio disciple. He mm. obviously couldn't teach it, or and they didn't have the players to make it work. But th- now we get the real guy. Well, I, I will say this: he, I think, and <laughs> people are going to get mad when I say this, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I think with with the personnel that he had, he did a pretty darn good job running the defense early on. Now. I know I feel like I'm I'm channeling my inner Seth Joiner here, and I can hear him saying something about the 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 corners not playing aggressive enough, and he's right, and that's why I'm adamant about if Coach Fangio is here. That no disrespect to to Slay because I still think he can play, but but listen to what I'm saying, people. I feel like what he's going to be asked to do in this defense now with Coach Fangio. He's not going to be willing to do, and you're going to have to move on from him. Now, I understand that there's a, a cash element that is involved with this move. I, I get that. I'm not a dummy. And I also understand that even with Bradbury, there's probably some cash stipulations that have to be addressed. There are, you can yeah. Start making it's challenging. It's challenging to but, move on. But what I'm telling you is this. In order to play the kind of defense that we're talking about with Coach Fangio, you're going to have to get corners that are going to be more uh, – dominant or more a part of the the run game. And what I mean by that, they're going to have to be better tacklers. They're going to have to come up and run support. They're going to have to play that, and I don't think these guys are going to be willing to do that. Well, Slay really never has. But, Kyle, what are you feeling here? Are the, are the Eagles close? I, I do think they're close. I'm part, Now that we're like two or so weeks removed from the, how the season ended, mm-hmm. I almost feel like we kind of overreacted a little bit to the six of the last seven games thing. I know it sounds crazy, but – What's getting lost in all of this is that despite that, we were close this year. We were maybe one game away from being the two seed in the NFC, having a home playoff game. And, you know, we could have been in the divisional round. We could even be in the conference championship round uh, if just a few different plays go a different way. Bradbury's not covering Jackson Smith and Jigba at the end of the Seattle game. So we were really just a few plays away. And uh, let me take you back to a year ago when we lost in the Super Bowl to Kansas City. What were a lot of people saying around here? Like, you know, it's going to be fine. We're going to be back. Now, obviously, we were wrong about that. But what we were right about was the young core on offense is in place. That really hasn't changed from last year to this year. The defense fell off a cliff, yes. And I know you you, you spun it in the way that they need a safety, a corner, a linebacker, a D lineman, and that sounds like a lot. But I think the reality of that is if you nail one or two of those, the defense is a massive improvement already from last year, especially with a Vic, uh, Vic Fangio as the coach. So... Uh, I, I think a lot of that is to say that they're really just one or two moves away if they do them right from being right back into this weekend or, or the weekend before that we just watched. Yeah, this for the first time in a while, and I'm trying to think of the last time, I guess 2019, it feels like the Eagles are in a teetering offseason. Like, they're teetering. Like, they if it goes the right way, they could teeter back yeah. to contention. They could go the right way. Mm-hmm. But if, if they don't make the right moves or the moves fail, I mean— Again, the last seven weeks of the season, they were a bad team. I, and I don't think they're that bad, but we, but they were. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think they need to nail ten moves to make this work. I think no, they need to I nail one that. or two. But they need to add ten mm. players. Whether They need mm. – how many resources <laughs> they have to add these players? What I mean, they have three picks – Three picks. That, what, what are you, you said, thinking? What are you talking about? You say that. Wait a minute. What Kyle? You guys say they need to nail one or two? 
Well, currently they thinks they need to really nail a couple of spots. Well, this is how I, I feel. And like, everything else would kind of fall into place. Then. And, and yeah. this is wishful thinking because what, what I'm talking about is, you're, to me, we're talking about at least six players on defense that are new. At least. Like I'm talking that's, about, that's an overhaul. I'm ta- like, like I'm talking about, I'm talking about linebacker. I'm, I'm, I'm in my mind to fix this. I'm talking about three linebackers, two new corners, and I understand that, like with two new corners, you're gonna have to get a slot corner and all this. Stuff. I understand that. I'm willing to put somebody at slot that's already here, or and I'm willing to start some corners that are already here. I like Keely Ringo. I've liked him. Since the day that we've drafted him, I like the way that he plays. I know he's young. I know he's got a lot of learning to do, but I like him at one of those corner spots. Uh, we were talking about it this morning. Uh, the the safety. Uh, we were talking about. Uh, oh, I can't think. Reed, 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 Reed Blankenship. Reed's okay, and I could like out of all the guys in the secondary that I am I am okay with not replacing immediately. He's the only one, but everybody else. From those linebackers to those corners, they got to go. Yeah, and, and that speaks to the decisions how he has to make. Where is he going to go cheap? Where is he going to go young? Who, which which player or player is going to spend the money and the first-round pick on? A lot of big decisions come here. Look, I, the way I look at it is this. The Eagles are a solid team. They have a lot of good talent on offense. I think they can help move Jalen back to being a, a good a good to very good quarterback again. Is he going to be an MVP next year? I don't know. I mean, probably not. But I think he'll be a very good quarterback again if, if they get him healthy and they coach him up better and have a better offense. But as far as being close to winning a Super Bowl, I see a lot of holes on January 30th. A lot of holes. Howie's got a lot of work to do, and we got to figure out if the center's coming back or is he really re- retired. 215-592-9494. Are the Eagles close? We'll come back, get all your phone calls on this. And what do the odds say? Way too early, but actually kind of fun. Super Bowl odds for next season. We'll tell you where the Eagles are and what it means because a certain type of team has won the Super Bowl almost every year for over a decade now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Song you hear all the time on WWE. Where we started from. Who is that? You won't tell me. Maxine Nightingale. Maxine Nightingale. Yeah, I remember that. Right back where we started from. Is that the Super Bowl last year? That this is it. This right back. Eagles right back at the Super Bowl next year. We try. We're working on it. Everything's fine. All that yelling and complaining of the season. Forget it all. We're wiping this slate clean. All right. Welcome back. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Do you believe the Eagles are close to being a championship kind of team again? Uh, not today, I don't. I think there's a lot of work to do to get there. Now, I want to make clear, I think Howie can do this. Howie's done things like this before and taken teams from... Like, think about the way people talk about the Eagles after the 2021 season. Would anyone on this station, if they lost the Bucks in the playoffs that year, not, not this one, right, two years ago, have said they're close to getting to a Super Bowl? I don't think people would have said that. And then Howie had an incredible offseason. He gets A.J. Brown, he gets James Bradbury... And Hertz gets way better, and boom, they're in the Super Bowl. So this can happen. But the way I view it on January 30th is they got a lot of work to do. Here are the odds. FanDuel Sportsbook, Hugh, the uh, odds for next year's Super Bowl. They're out mm-hmm. already, okay? And these will change, of course, as free agency happens in the draft. But right now, the Eagles are tied for seventh in the odds for next year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So the favorite next year, 49ers are the favorite for next year again. Ravens are second. Chiefs are third. I think they should be higher. Bills. Cowboys, Bengals, obviously assuming Burrow comes back healthy. So those are the top top six in the odds next year. The Eagles are tied with the Lions at 17-1 to to win next year's Super Bowl. So that's not bad, right? They're, they're top nah, ten. They're in nah. the mix. But they're not one of the five or so favorites right yeah, now. They're in the hunt, though. They're in the hunt. They're I mean, in it's the hunt. Guess, you're relevant. You're relevant. And, and with a little bit of tweaking, you could change that. I, I honestly believe, like when I think of Coach Fangio's defense and, and the personnel – that is right to run his defense. That has to change. And, and some guys have to be identified. And the reason why people, like I know you're probably sitting in the car talking about why is Hugh being so optimistic? Because I've seen the blueprint of, of basically playing young players and letting, letting the streak play out. Now, a lot of this is going to be predicated on how well our quarterback plays. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping and praying that Kelly Moore comes in here and they implement an offense. That's number one, easy to run, easy to pick up, and gets this this team back to where they're going. Because you know, when you look at it, when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, as an example, and you talk about Kellen Moore being pass happy, Ceedee Lamb is their go-to guy, mm-hmm. and they've had uh, a potpourri of cast of characters around him. Now, the reason why I feel optimistic about us and Kellen Moore being here is that we have, when you look at it, uh, like distributed. Among, uh, on the offense, excuse me, can't even spit it out. But we have more talent and we're at each position, more so than Dallas did when they had those 12-5 and five seasons that he coached. So that's why I feel optimistic about it. We got two big-time receivers. I know a lot of people are down on Devontae, but I feel like he's a big-time receiver. Oh, he's a big-time time, receiver. We got a big-time yeah. tight end. And I feel like, and this is the caveat, we need to figure out what we're going to do with 
uh, DeAndre Swift, man, because uh, I feel like in, in this offense, because he's so pass happy, if you have a court, if you have a running back that can catch out of the backfield, that's a huge benefit. It is. Um, as I sit here right now, I'd be pretty surprised if they brought back Swift. Not because they didn't like him or he's not a good player. They just don't pay backs. I mean, no, I, they don't. I'd be surprised who's back. 215-592-9494. Quick context on those odds. So Eagles right now open 17-1 to for next year's Super Bowl. Tied with the Lions. I think the Lions should be ahead of them. But tied with the Lions right now. Uh, Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Bengals ahead of the Eagles next year's Super Bowl odds. Now 17-1 to doesn't seem like a long shot, but it's been... Kind of a crazy run in the NFL. So now 10 out of the last 11 years, the Super Bowl winner has been 12-1 to 1 or shorter to win the Super Bowl. We, other than, there's only one exception, and that would be the Nick Foles 2017, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, that whole thing, that Eagles team. They were 40-1. to 1. But that's the only – Super Bowl winners don't come from out of nowhere or, or kind of come from behind the pack. It's usually a favorite that wins the Super Bowl, and it will be this year as well with the Niners and the Chiefs. So work to do here the way I view the Eagles. 215-592-9494. Chris in Middleton. Hey, Chris. Chris. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Good morning, up, Chris. Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, first of all, let, let, let's get to a little bit of WIP business. Okay. Uh, I, I heard, I'm glad you guys outed that fraud afternoon show, um, you know, for ripping you guys off with the whole Ike thing. Um, dude, it's ridiculous. Uh, you, you, yo, you got to talk to your boy, man. Well, be I, better than that. Yeah, he's allowing yeah. this stuff to happen. Listen, yeah. n- listen. Me he's and Ike are like Switzerland in this situation, man. We, you know, we just try to, you know, stay out of the, stay out of this show beef because oh, we all no, you're in it it's now. Big, it's a big old dinner table, man. Well, well, we for, all eat. First of all, Ike would have his shows back here, so we expect you to have ours. Yes. I do have our show back. Uh huh. I got like you guys. Sound like it? I don't know, man. Doesn't sound like it. Got my eye on you. Dude, dude, look, you got to tell your boy, like, yo, you, dude, you guys are the vets, man. You can't be letting these young rookies, you know, Fritz coming in there, like, causing turmoil in the locker room, man. You better, vets got to straighten them up. I hear you, man, but, you know, I I do got two strikes, especially when it comes to my coworkers, man. I can't be running around putting hands on You got a clean slate here, Hugh. I'm just saying, I also, Chris is is right the way he framed it. (laughs) Uh, Ike's got to take accountability. Spike's not really here yet, so we can't blame him for it, right? He's he's still working with his other job. So J- Jack is obviously the ringleader of this nonsense, and we got, and and, I, and Ike's got to put his foot down. Y'all really don't understand how much it took for me to get back here, man. I was in purgatory for like ten years, and y'all want me to get back to that them old ways? I can't do it. Just full. I can't clar- do it. Full uh, disclosure: I did talk to Battle yesterday. Afterwards, mm-hmm. Battle didn't know where it come that right? from. Yeah. Oh, which he, which is it was acclaimed. handed to him. It, it, it was handed to him by someone from the afternoon show. Well, uh, so, so not to speak for so him. So battle claiming ignorance in this? Yes. Yeah, so I'm sure okay. like sometimes he's just looking for audio keyword searching in our sure, system to sure. use. And I'm sure that, you know, the spike thing came up and, you know, but we had to call him out for it. So we do here, and Chris. We we don't let Hugh, we don't let people get away with things know, around here. Hugh, Hugh, to be fair, Hugh, you just said something and made made make sense. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't get involved because we know Ike has got a way about drawing our people in and getting them in trouble and throwing oh, out. Yeah, you so, know that. You, know, you talk about the trot thing. I caught that. The trot thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and and here, you know what, dude? They want to step on your show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil their show because I I already have the name of their show, um, and I've been just sitting on it, um, but I'm gonna let it out on the air, so. The name of their show is going to be the the um, Ike Spike and Ball Boy show. Ike so. Spike and Ball Boy. I'm sure Jack will love that. I don't, I don't think that dog gonna hunt with Jack. Probably not, Chris. <laughs> what are you thinking yeah, on the guys, Eagles? They close. So here, here's here's how I feel about the Eagles, guys. You ready? Yes. 
Oh, I caught that. He's, talking about he's just flushing Ooh. it. He's flushing it. No, he's flush. I We're think he's flushing, flushing it. it. Yeah, he's moving on. Oh, he's, oh, he's moving on. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's, okay, so, that's I, you... Standing by the you, you bring logic to the conversation. Um, you got some good logic. But I don't have a plan, but I got some logic. Yeah, no, <laughs> but here's the thing. Joe hit the nail on the head with this. This all rests with one guy. If Jalen can turn around... Look, we won. We went eleven and one with Jalen with that same lousy team playing at MVP level. So if we could fix that one guy and get him playing better and get him straightened out, it's gonna it's gonna straighten out the rest of the team. It's gonna make up for a lot of those ugly warts, right? Yes. Yes. So, and as far as what's going on with the roster guys, I think I think we've already seen them tip their hand. The fact that Howie's talking about running it back. You know, that means two things. I say Jason's coming back, and they're going to throw money at him to get him to come back because they feel like they want to run it back. And here's the other one. I think they're going to throw money at Fletch because we know Fletcher is Jeffrey's boy. And there ain't no way, if they feel like they're going to win a championship and make a title run, that he's going to let Fletch walk out the door. They're going to go to Howie and say, get creative, bring those two vets back because we're going to run it back and we're going to give it a run. And that's kind of how I feel with the guy. You might be right, Chris. And, and, and it's interesting, Chris, we preached the phone call. Jason Kelsey spoke to the Inquirer after that game in, in Baltimore. He went to watch his brother. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the way he talked, there were quotes about he still he's, he feels excited about the 2024 Eagles. And then you know he kind of moved the, the conversation to – well, even if I'm not playing, I still want to be part of things. But it just struck me, reading those quotes, that he was talking as if he's still part of the team. Hugh, you said it in the opening segment of our show today. Chris just said it in the phone lines there that I think there's a feeling that maybe this Kelsey thing is not fully over. And he hasn't fu- actually announced anything. I mean, didn't people have a theory he was going to do it on his podcast? They do like a podcast a week. It's been two weeks now. He could have said something. Yeah, probably say that content for the podcast. But but why not? Why not put it out already? He's I done think, episodes. I think what he's doing right now, and this is me speculating, Jason Kelsey probably every night is having him a nice little adult beverage, hanging with his brother, partying like a rock star, and trying to figure out his next move, because let me tell you the unique situation that Jason Kelsey's in right now. Jason Kelsey's one of those cats that whatever he decides to do, like let, let's just put this in a money aspect for one moment. Like say, for instance, if Jason Kelsey had a, a dollar amount in his head that he wants to make this year, he has an option, in my opinion, whether or not to make that on the field or off the field. So it's on him on on what he wants to do and how his body feels and how much he still loves the game. Because when you talk about what he's doing inadvertently by going to these games with his brother and all this other stuff, he's creating a brand where people want to just he could be the next like Gronk. He people just want to hang out with him. People just want to be around him because he's just a personable person. And somebody's gonna pay him a lot of money just to be him damn self. Like that's that's a fact. That's what Jason Kelsey's doing right now. He is sitting at home, him and his, his lovely wife and his kids, and they're trying to figure out, hon, what do you want to do next? And it doesn't have to involve football because you can make just as much money off the field as you can on the field. That's where he is right now. Yeah, that, It's interesting way you frame that because nothing that he would actually leave to play somewhere else, but the Eagles, if they want to bring him back and he's considering maybe playing one more year, they have to compete against Amazon. Yes. Like wherever he might go, his yes. podcast. Like they can't just say, hey, Jason, like with Brandon. Brandon's a different example. Mm-hmm. 
Brandon, they could say, here, here's two million or three million. Yeah. One more year. You want to play here. Yeah. But Jason, it's not as easy because you're right. He has very lucrative opportunities away from football. J- J- Jason is what you call self-made from this aspect. He's already been doing a podcast. He's he's already got his chops when he went to that NFL like camp where they, you know, the broadcast boot camp yeah, or whatever yep. he did. Yep. So Jason is a hot commodity right now. And and this is gonna be the situation. Whatever the Eagles offer him. It's going to be some nice cheese, but television is going to offer him about that and then some, and he doesn't have to get beat up and he can still stay close to the game that he loves. Or if, if not that, he could go in the Eagles organization. I can see him working with Connor Barwin. I can see him doing that. Connor Barwin walked off the field and walked right into the upstairs. Like that, those are, that's not easy to do. There's only a few guys in the NFL in history of the game. Troy Vincent did it. Troy walked off the field and into the, the NFL Players Association office and then walked up to the to the NFL and started working. Like, that's where Jason is, in my opinion. So he can do whatever he wants to do. He just needs to, him and his wife want to f- sit down and figure out what's our next move. So that's where he is. Yeah, and if he does come back, it, it changes, obviously, in a, in, a, in a big way, changes next year's team. I just look at it like this. Like, I wrote down O-line, corners, safety, linebacker, wide receiver, those are five, I think, pretty significant needs. If Kelsey comes back, it limits their cap space because he's going to, like you just said, he's not going to come cheap, but it also means it's one less thing they need for next year. The, w- the way I look at it right now, I'm, I'm going to go on the assumption he's going to retire. I still mm-hmm. believe that. I think they have a lot of holes, a lot, lot of work to do. I don't believe this team is particularly close to winning a Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Where are you at? Are the Eagles close? Will in the Northeast. Hey, Will. Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? What's up, What's up Will? Will? All right, man. Listen, I just want to say we are like, listen, we 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 better hope we we go five hundred this year, man. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of rebuilding to do. I really believe. Um, as far as what you said, Hugh is is, is absolutely right, man. We haven't found the actual problem. To me, I believe it was the emotional. Uh, mental breakdown within the team. Mm-hmm. It it didn't have really too much to do with the physicality, but it was just like you know, um, they just lost the love for the game, the love, the love for winning, and the love for each other in the in the in the, in the um in the, in the room together, man. It was just like on the field they wasn't clicking like they was in the beginning of the season. So somewhere it it really got like. Really messed up, and I think I think what I really think is a lot of the social media. I'm not saying it like that. We all grown men, and we make our own decisions. But I believe it played on a lot of players' mentality, as far as you know, dealing with each other, and then the egos coming out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm better than this. Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the best player on the team. All that came out, man, and it started to run through the whole team, from the team to the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Because you even saw it on the sideline with Sirianni. I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, almost an arrogance. There was an arrogance, Will. Like they, they believed they were better than they were. And, yeah, as far as the social media stuff, look, it's part of the world now, right? They're, they're young yeah. men. They're young players. They're going to have it and be on it. But, yeah, I mean, there's some immaturity there. Like when you have A.J. talking to fans about whose fault the play is. We have, what's his name, Kenny Gamewall, halftime going to fans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, we got we to gotta get our heads straightened out here. Just, just one more thing, man. Like, you know, and it, it don't matter how, you know, the schedule go. We got a tough schedule, man. And all these teams that's in our division is getting better. 
and we like we like the bottom of the total pole again, as far as you know play wise. So we we really got a lot of building to do, man. And I and I just hope these coaches understand what Philadelphia is about, man. We're about winning. So I hope they bring that winning mentality with them, man. You know, and that's, that's all I got. Well, I, I think the schedule point is an interesting one we haven't brought up. Obviously, we don't know the order. You don't find out the order and the, the, how the games will go and how many road trips and all that kind of stuff till May is the schedule release. But just on the – we know the opponents. Next year does not look to me like an easy schedule year for the Eagles. Like two years ago it was. Right? We, we played it out. We were like, when, when's the first loss? And then they didn't lose a game until November of that season. You could just feel it coming. I, I don't feel next year's an easy schedule year. How many I'm I'm gonna read the opponents right now. So we know the six games in the division. How many easy wins are on next year's schedule? Or like you just right now you're like, that's a win. All right, so we have two against the Cowboys, two Giants, two Commanders. That we know that. They play the I, what do you want to say? I was about to say when I, I got one, I think what do you that's got? gonna probably get me in trouble. Atlanta. Because they don't have a quarterback. I, I would say Atlanta at home is a win right now. Okay, yeah. so here are the home opponents. The Browns. That's not an easy game. No, if, it's not. If, if they're, but they don't have a quarterback. Well, they, they if Watson comes back. But they've, they've they probably the, don't bring back. Hold on, but they did win 11 games without yeah, any did. quarterbacks. They did. They did. They did. I would say yeah. the Browns are not easy. Our Falcons right now, I'm with you, Hugh. That's a win at home. Panthers. Win at home. Win at home. Well, yeah, win at home. Jaguars. I wouldn't say that's an easy game. It, it, I would say it would it you could still win it though. Sure. No, it's, it's going to be it's it's going to be I'm not going to say tough. It's going to be uh, uh spirited. Yeah. Spirited. And Doug game. coming back. I, yeah, I, I would spirited, ca- spirited game. So I'll give you two right now. Falcons, Carolina. I wouldn't say Jacksonville. Green Bay. That's not an easy game. Steelers. Not an easy game. Here's the road games besides the division. At Tampa. We just watched that. Not easy. At the Rams. Challenging. At the Ravens, at the Bengals, at the Saints. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and they could win a lot of these games. But I just I, – how many games right now do you just say, that's a win? I've got like two. I got them at 11-6, and six, though. I can, right now, if this we roster, construct, I, I Hold on. Oh, I got to ask you a question. If the Eagles lined up for next season right now with this group, you think they'd win 11 games? Yes. I got them. I believe them. Holy moly. I believe it. The team we just watched at the end of the season? I believe it. I believe it. I, I don't – again, and I'm saying this – knowing that the core problem has probably not been addressed. But we are a talented bunch, man. We got talent on the we offensive side of the ball. said that at the end of the season. No, but we are. We're still talented. Now, what happened with the talent and why it didn't perform, mm. That's I don't know. But we, but you cannot deny we're talented on paper. Sure, we're good, we're a good we're a decent. I was about to say a good team. We're a decent team on paper. All right, let we me need ask- to tweak some things. Yeah, we <clears> tweak a lot. Let me ask Kyle that question. This team right now, no changes. They run it back. The schedule I just read, those are the opponents. I, I only view it as, you know, two layups on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. How many games right now without any changes would the 2024 Eagles win? Uh, well, all right. So, <laughs> and we know, and I know we all know they're going to add, right? Yeah, well, yes. But I should throw the caveat in here that I don't think, like, a lot of the players on the team last year played below their potential. I agree. So they could rise back to that level to some degree. Well, Jalen Hurts, especially the quarterback. Co- yeah. the, like the quarterback, that's a huge one. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat. I mean, the pass rush is a little better, and the quarterback plays better. Yeah, I, I think they could. They could be an above five hundred football team next year. Okay, yeah. so you he at least Kyle brought it down. I would go. I, 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 I wouldn't you say know. eleven wins. Maybe I go like you I'd know nine ten. I give him eleven. I give him eleven. Okay. I, I don't think that's crazy. You guys are wild. No, Why? But Joe, this I defense believe... couldn't stop anybody. Okay, I'm taking couldn't. I'm taking some of the pressure off the defense because my offense is going to be rolling. 
right now, and this is with Fangio and, and Kellen Moore, I think this is an eight-win football team. And now, how we could change that in the next two months. I mm-hmm. mean, ask me in April, I might say they're going to win 11 or 12. I think they have eight wins right now, just based on the players they have currently on the roster. I think they've got a lot of work to Let's talk to Ryan, who's up next on WIP. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Ryan. Ryan. Hey, so um, I wanted to talk about it. I don't think I've heard you guys talk about it or anything. Um, we had some interviews with some old defensive coordinators for our linebacker position. I think that really uh, speaks to volume. I think Vic Fangio's in Howie Rosen's ear right now. I think uh, Vic Fangio's trying to get something going with the linebackers. Well, Vic well, I is... Think, go ahead, Hugh. No, I think, I think what you're doing by hiring old defensive coordinators... You want as many smart people in the room as you can, man. I think that this is a situation where, like, we're going to be talently challenged on the defensive side of the ball because all the problems that I'm trying to fix might not be able to get fixed financially. Like, I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm being optimistic. So now what you do is you put as many smart guys in the room as you possibly can and you try to compensate for your deficiencies as much as you possibly can because you're not going to be able to trade out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think uh, our defense is definitely going to be young next year, but I think uh, with the right the right minds and the defensive room, I love Vic Sanjio. I love that. That's a great hire, I believe. Uh, I think uh, he's going to hire some good position coaches. He already got that. What he get the old defensive coordinator from the Seahawks? I like that. I like that move. He got no neck. I hope Jordan Davis looks like that in two years. Ryan, we have to have the no-neck mm-hmm. analytics. The less neck, the better the defense. I think that is the way it works around here now. I love that Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. I don't know I anything love about him. I you just love, love him. You love the fact that he has no neck and he has a wide back. He just looks like he belongs <laughs> coaching defense. It's a big deal. I told you guys in the meeting this morning, I think the neck-to-whoop-ass ratio is huge. We had too much neck in this coaching staff last year. We had, and we had no whoop-ass. Not enough whoop-ass. The whoop-ass was teams against the Eagles. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. Ryan, it's a good phone call. And I... I mean, look, we the Vic Fangio thing with linebackers, just go to his whole career. He's always coached star linebackers. Now, they haven't always been stars. They haven't always been, you know, when he got there, but he develops them. And that, I think that's going to be a major, major part of the offseason is either drafting one or signing one that could fit in here and make a big difference early on next season. And they, they need that because I know how he was talking up uh, Nicobe at the press conference last week, but – they, I like Nicobe. Me too, but he can't stay in the field. I mean, you got You can't make the club in the tub, no. man. He just can't make the club in the tub. Great young man. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to come back this year ready to roll. But you got to stay healthy. You got to figure out a way to stay healthy. If that's changing your diet, working out differently, or something, but you you have to try to stay healthy. Yeah, and hopefully he can because I I still think he can he could be a good player. But I also think they need to put a a solid guy next to him, someone that you could count on. So so. If he doesn't work out or he gets hurt again, you're not in a bad way. And trying to sign Nicholas Morrow and and the ghost of of Shaq Leonard. I mean, that was just <laughs> that 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 is just so strong. He was a wrong. ghost of the old player. <laughs> I I look back and laugh now at the Shaq uh, Leonard sweepstakes that we did for a week. Like, I'm gonna get Shaq. We Leonard. need to get him. And then he couldn't make a play. Yeah, when he, he was got in him. a tough spot. Though. Yeah, he well, he's probably done. I mean, I mean it, and then you talk about how we uh, man. We, we we changed defenses halfway through the season. Didn't work. You know what? You know what else we're forgetting that happened? Who was it? Bradbury that went to coach the side and said, "Hey man, let us do our own game." Byard. It was Byard. It was Byard. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Byard. Remember that? So we had three different games. We had three year. different coordinators <laughs> in one season. Hey dog, let us do this. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't imagine going into a meeting 
and telling Jim Johnson, yo, Jim, or, or my coach, Tommy Brazier, hey, let me do the game plan this week. Maybe Kevin's just preparing for his next career because I'm not sure the safety thing's going to What about our new D-line line coach? Could you imagine telling him I'm going to implement my I own game plan tonight? I wouldn't imagine telling him anything. Coach Hurts. Scared of Coach Hurts. Yeah, with that neck? No, we're lacking that guy. He's a big dude, though. 215-592-94-9. We'll continue the conversation after the break. Do you believe the Eagles are close to being a championship team? We also have to address a potential major developing issue with the Sixers. The wording on Joel's injury report is alarming. We'll throw it at you next. Howard, 1130. Your phone call is coming up. 215-592-9494. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and New Year's to get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.